You're listening to the Sports Blog New York Podcast. My name is Peter Kennedy, and I am your host. Thank you, as always, for tuning in, taking some time out of your day to listen to what we have to say here on the SBNY Pod, which you can find anywhere on iTunes, Apple Podcasts app, Google Play, SoundCloud, of course, on sportsblognewyork.com. You can hit me on my personal Twitter, which is at pkennedy, with two Y's on the end, and, of course, on the blog's Twitter, at sportblognyc. Activate the conversation. Hit us up. Tell us what you think about the podcast, about the takes that we got here, about your takes, what you want to hear more of, what you don't like to hear uh, so much of. Also, a great way to support the program here is by hopping on that iTunes app, the Apple Podcasts app, and, and dropping in a little rating and a little review. It, it goes a long way in the podcast world, and it means a ton to me specifically, so I really appreciate anybody who drops some stars and drops some thoughts about what they think of the pod. I actually have noticed some some more star ratings on the Apple Podcast vehicle, and it's awesome that you guys are dropping in five stars. I appreciate that a lot. But what would be even more awesome is if you can just take you know 10 seconds, 15 seconds, maybe a minute more, and just write some thoughts. Tell us what you think about the pod, what you want to hear more of, what you want to hear less of, all that stuff. Even drop in some of your own takes about the NBA, about the Knicks, about the Mets, the Yankees, the Giants, and the Jets, or who knows, maybe even Tiger. Maybe you've been captivated by Tiger. Because I know I was this weekend. Uh, so some cleanup quick before we start off. I was on vacation, so I haven't had a pod in a while. I don't like to do that to you guys, but I'm back. And we're here to give you some more content. We're going to be talking about Saquon Barkley, Sam Darnold, the New York Jets and the New York Giants, what those picks are going to mean for the programs moving forward. And also, like I mentioned before, the Tiger Watch was real. But sit back, relax, and stay tuned. Sports Blog New York Podcast, P. Kennedy here. Thank you so much for listening. I mentioned in the open there, I uh, haven't put out a podcast in quite a minute because, uh, frankly, it's been a little bit of a slow time, and usually those are some good times to get a little creative, get a little funky, do some fun podcasts, talk about some random stuff, maybe some different stuff outside of sports. Uh, but unfortunately, over these past two weeks, I, I happened to take a little break. You know, I needed a little break. And I happened to be on a little vacation as well. I was up in Lake George. Fantastic time. Got to get on a boat, fly around the lake a little bit, a little wake surfing, hanging out. It was really, really fun. Got to decompress from Twitter world. I haven't even looked at Twitter until uh, probably on Sunday, which was yesterday for you listening on Monday here. Uh, I didn't really look at Twitter at all for a whole week, which was kind of really nice, I must say. But when I arrived home, on Saturday afternoon to see Tiger Woods right in the thick of things in the PGA Championship. I was like, well, this is pretty real. Well, I wonder where he'll be at tomorrow on Sunday. And boy, was he in the thick of things. So golf is not something I typically talk about here. But as I'm going to guess on Sunday night why I record this program, it'll be the talk of the town for probably Monday, Tuesday, even a little bit into Wednesday, if I had to guess. Because Tiger Woods is back. Tiger Woods is legit. He is competing. He is making golf very fun right now. And as you probably know, he did not win the PGA Championship. Brooks Kepka did, who was fantastic. And that guy looks like he can play like outside linebacker. He's, he's yoked. Brooks Kepka is legit. 
And you know Adam Scott really got into the thick of things as well. It was a really fun tournament, and you kind of got the vibe on Saturday that this was going to be a lot of fun. And then all of a sudden Sunday, you look up at the leaderboard, and Tiger Woods is right there. He's hanging around, uh, you know, top five, number three, number two. I mean, it was it was really fun. And the weird part is, Tiger wasn't specifically playing that well. The fact that he even after the front nine was right in the thick of things, ready to make a run on the back, was incredible. Because the man couldn't hit the fairway. I mean, Tiger Woods, he's known for a lot of things in his golf game. He's he's obviously had legendary putts. You know, you're, you're not Tiger Woods without legendary putts. His his uh, mid-range game where he's chipping up from the sand or, you know, off the fairway, right onto the green, obviously that's a huge part of his game. But, I mean, for me, when I think about Tiger Woods, I think about these crushed drives off the tee that are just beautifully down the middle, those didn't exist (laughs) very often for Tiger Woods on Sunday. I mean, he did not hit a fairway on the front nine and yet had a handful of birdies, was right in the thick of things, and that was incredible. So part of the reason why I want to talk about this here is because I I, I don't know what it is at this point. I mean, the guy's a living legend. The guy's walking around more accomplished than anybody in the sport, and he's still playing. And what's so weird to me is that as somebody who doesn't really particularly care about golf, and maybe it was a good timing since I played around on my vacation uh, this past week, I got in uh, an 18, I, I typically don't like turn on the golf tournament. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll peruse past it, I'll see what's going on, I'll throw it on for like 30 minutes. I was locked in yesterday and mostly throughout Saturday as well. I was locked in. And for somebody who even growing up in Tiger Woods' heyday, you know, obviously saw it on Sports Center and all that stuff, it wasn't something I specifically cared a ton about. But now that we have a living legend just back in the game, back looking like his old self, it's fascinating and you don't want to miss it. I mean, think about the last time he won a major. It was 2000. 2008, is that correct? Uh, I'm going to fact check myself there why I keep talking here. But um, uh, to give some perspective on that, think about LeBron James and how many times he's made the finals in a row and how much times have changed and the sport has changed in that period of LeBron dominating the league. I mean, it has been a long, long time since Tiger Woods has been the legit contender that he was this weekend. And to see a guy that's just right back into it, it's incredible. And, I I mean, I used to get a little annoyed when I was younger. I was like, oh, what about these other golfers? You know, Phil Mickelson does this. And, you know, like I mentioned, now you got guys like uh, Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka, who's on his second major uh, victory of the year, which is incredible. Um, Justin Thomas, who's been awesome. I mean... These guys just don't move the needle the way Tiger does. So I don't know where you guys land on the whole Tiger Woods watch thing, the Tiger watch that's uh, taking over Twitter and Instagram and, and all the sports blogs and the sports pages and, and TV networks around around the world right now. Whatever it is that this guy's able to do, he makes golf more fun. And the fact that he was able to do it in such a fashion today proves the point exactly. How many guys can shoot that bad off the tee and still have such a great round. I mean, 0 for 7 on fairways in the first 9. 0 for 7. I'm not a big golf guy. I assume that if you don't hit the fairway at all on a 9, 
on the first nine holes of your round, it's probably not going to go that well. And yet this guy put out incredible chips, incredible approaches, time and time again. It was a ton of fun. And I don't know what it's going to mean for the future. Was this the the best he's going to get? Is this the closest he's going to get to winning another major? I don't know, but what I do know is that next time the major, there's a major championship going on, people are locked in to see what Tiger's going to do. And now they expect him to be in contention. Now, getting over that hump and getting the win is hard. As we can see, you know, Justin Thomas looked like he was crushing it on Saturday. All of a sudden, he's at minus eight and nowhere near the, the top of the leaderboard. So things happen really fast. It's hard to stay on top. We know this about golf. But if Tiger can just be there, be in the game, man, I will find myself on Saturdays and Sundays turning on golf, turning on CBS or Fox or whatever the hell channel it's on. I'm going to find it. I'm going to see what's going on. I'm going to be hoping that Tiger wins. I mean, as you probably heard me <laughs> say, I think Brooks Koepka is like fantastic. That guy's fun to watch. He's strong. He can drive the ball. Uh, I mean, he, he played like a, a flawless game on Sunday. Uh, I was kind of still rooting for him to mess up. I was rooting for him to make a mistake. When he put the ball in the sand or he put it over the green, I was like, ooh, here's a chance for Tiger to get another stroke onto the lead. That's not normal. A guy who I typically will see out there and be like, all right, I like this Brooks Kepka guy. I don't know much about him, but he looks like a cool guy. Looks like he plays some good golf. You know, I don't like I said, not a huge golf guy, but I watch him from the surface. I'm like, all right, I can get behind that guy. And yet I find myself two minutes later when he shoots the ball over the green or into the sand, I'm like, yes, yes, there's a chance. That could be one stroke difference that Tiger Woods can grab over Brooks Kepka. So it's weird. I don't know what kind of power, what kind of magic, what kind of mojo Tiger holds over the sport of golf, but it's legit, it's real, and it's back. And I think uh, we can officially cut the term that Tiger's back because, you know, you reach the point where you've been back for so long, it's like you never left. And I think Tiger's just about there because there's no more need for the Tiger's back after the way he played this weekend. In the thick of things, a second-place finish, not too shabby, and to think about how close he got with the the non with all the flaws of his round, I should say. Couldn't hit a fairway, just barely missed on a number of putts, especially that one ball that you thought was just gonna plop right in. You thought the wind was gonna just randomly pick up and knock it in. It was that close to dropping in the cup, and it just wouldn't. And that would have been one stroke closer. And what does that do to the psyche of the other players? What does that do to the psyche of Tiger? Does he shoot the next couple shots more aggressively? Who knows? But he was right there with a flawed round. With a flawed round. So if he puts it a little more together and he figures something out, that old debate that's been going on for probably like eight years now of will Tiger ever win a championship again? Will he ever win another major? You know, you heard it if you throw on Mike and Mike randomly in the slow sports week. Will Tiger win another major or something like that? That conversation may become way more real very soon and he may even put the debate to bed in the near future and that's about enough on golf I, I think that's more golf than I've ever done here on the SBNY podcast but hopefully hopefully you guys were captivated it oh, captivated by Tiger like I was because you know I mentioned it a couple times already not a huge golf guy and maybe it was good timing for me I just played around just hit the driving range 
was was feeling it you know i have a <laughs> just i just had clubs in my hand just just got on the course for a little bit up up upstate new york so maybe it was good timing for me maybe you were sitting at home and you didn't really care and you just followed it on twitter but i don't know what it was for me i turned it on and i could not turn it off but sports blog new york podcast p kennedy here solo show today Hopefully you are enjoying thus far. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about, and will probably be it for today, I'm going to try to keep it relatively short. And every time I say that, I end up going an extra like 30 minutes or whatever. But that's fine. All right? We're having fun here. We're talking sports. We're doing stuff. Um, the, the last thing I'm going to talk about for the next 20, 30 minutes or so, maybe 10, who knows? We'll see how it goes. Uh, Saquon Barkley, Sam Darnold, New York Giants, New York Jets. They played their first preseason game. And like I said, I was away, so I wasn't uh, extremely locked in the way I normally would be, you know, sitting at home watching it on my TV with my phone or computer up with Twitter open and seeing what people are saying, reacting, uh, seeing the takes of, of various talking heads and journalists and yada, yada, yada. I wasn't there, right? I was with a small group of people who happened to be Giants fans. I was with one Jets fan, and... I was, you know, talking with my group text of just close friends who are mixed Giants and Jets fans, right? So that, that's basically my exposure to the games. I, I got to see every play for Saquon, every play for Sam Darnold. I went back on YouTube and watched it over again. And um, the debates the debates are going to be real, all right? Because there's a couple ways to look at this, and I'm going to try to break it down as objectively as possible. And if you do listen to the podcast semi-consistently or around draft time, you may kind of know where I landed uh, in regards to who I thought the Giants should take, who I thought the Jets should go after, uh, the value of a quarterback versus a running back that early in the draft specifically. Um, I always tried to make it clear that it wasn't a thing against Saquon Barkley, in my opinion. It was more a thing against a running back versus a quarterback when you have Eli Manning, who's you know going to be 38 years old very soon, in, uh, at the middle of the season, I believe, in January or something like that. He's going to be 38 years old. He's already had some down years. What is the plan after Eli, right? Saquon Barkley can be great, and I think he might be. And I'm going to get into that. But he's not going to be taking the snaps once Eli's gone. And you see the Jets now with, you know, J- Josh McCown and Teddy Bridgewater who are there. But it's clear that Sam Darnold is the future. It's clear that Sam Darnold is the guy who they're putting all their eggs in his basket and saying, you are going to be the face of this franchise, hopefully for 10 to 15, maybe more than that, years what's the life of a running back right now in today's league it's a very hard thing to really wrap your head around because you think about who's been arguably the best running back for the past handful of seasons it's Le'Veon Bell and his own team wouldn't lock him up for a long-term deal his own team wouldn't give him the contract he he asked for because they didn't quite see the value in locking up a running back for that long uh, amount of time if it was a quarterback, if Ben Roethlisberger was about to be a free agent, which when he was, my man got paid. My man got locked up. You can't lose him. Right? It's kind of like the same concept with Odell Beckham right now, who I actually do think should get paid because he's done some things. He's he's proven that he's one of the best receivers in the league. Uh, with the But with the quarterback, he, he, he makes that job so much easier. Now, yes, you can say the same thing about Saquon Barkley. Yes, you can say the same thing about a great running back. But the difference here is not about Saquon Barkley. It's about the future of the position, which is most important for the New York Giants. 
and I've said this over and over again. And I don't know if it's a, a stale argument. I don't know if it's if it's unfair to, to put this out there like this because you don't know what's going to happen in two years or three years or whatever it is. But when Eli Manning is gone, what does Saquon Barkley's uh, impact mean on winning games without a good quarterback? Well, we don't even know what it is with a guy who we think is a, a franchise quarterback in Eli Manning. So the debate is going to be sparked, and because it's the Giants, and because it's the Jets, and because it was the second pick and the third pick, these two guys' careers are going to be put side by side for, for years to come. And there's a couple different ways it can play out. The one way I can see it negatively playing out for the Giants is, you know, three, four years of Saquon Barkley with Eli Manning, or who knows who comes in next and plays quarterback, or whatever it is. Eli Manning, just we'll assume it's him for a, for a couple years. Saquon does good. He really helps the offense. He scores a bunch of touchdowns, catches passes. He racks up the yards. He's dynamic, and he, he shows what he can do with that first carry he had against the Browns this past week, right? So Saquon does good. He has a couple good good years, some good runs into the playoffs. He he really he really shows out for a couple years, right? Two, two, three, four years, let's say that. Okay? Sam Darnold by that point has may not even hit his prime or become even close to his prime in three to four years. A quarterback's shelf life is so much longer than a running back that by the time Sam Darnold starts ticking up and really proving he's a Pro Bowl quarterback or a true franchise quarterback, or by the time his first contract flips around, that is his prime. Saquon Barkley's prime, though, we don't quite know what it's going to be. And in today's day and age, some people do a really fantastic job of taking care of their body, and he seems like he can be that guy. That being said, what do you imagine in year six, seven, eight? to get out of Saquon Barkley versus a guy who is your franchise quarterback. So to me, the way this could play out negatively negatively for the Giants still isn't like a horrible scenario, right? You're going to get a lot of production. You're going to have a great running back, a great playmaker, a guy who's going to get the ball in the end zone or help you get it there at least. But in the long-term look of a franchise, what does that mean without the quarterback next to him? Or what does that mean in year seven or eight when Sam Darnold is just getting going? When Sam Darnold just kind of hits where, like, think about Matt Ryan. When Matt Ryan won that MVP uh, two seasons ago, we already knew who Matt Ryan was. Matt Ryan already made the playoffs here and there. Matt Ryan already proved that he was a franchise guy. Then all of a sudden... He really hits his stride. He gets the offensive coordinator. He has Julio Jones. The defense steps up. The pass rush is legit. And and boom, they're in the Super Bowl, right? Do you see that same type of impact from a running back? Or or do you see it playing out where, oh, you know, the Giants fans are bragging to their Jeff fan friends, yo, we got Saquon, guy's legit. The Giants make the playoffs in year one or year two or year three of his career. And the Jets are kind of sitting there. You know, five wins here, six wins there. Maybe they sneak in with a nine and seven. You know, Tom Brady retires, and then boom, Sam Darnold might be the best quarterback in the conference. I mean, in the division. I don't want to go too crazy here, right? You know, you got Josh Allen in the same same uh, division with the Bills, who uh, you know what actually kind of impressed me a little bit with his first preseason game. But you can turn around in four years when Tom Brady retires, if if he ever does and say Sam Darnold is now the best quarterback in the AFC East. The best quarterback in the AFC East goes a lot further than the best running back in any conference. 
right? I mean, Ezekiel Elliott, that's a good comparison because they're in the same division as the Giants, right? Ezekiel Elliott's fantastic. No one will ever deny that. He's going to be a high fantasy pick. The guy's going to get touchdowns. He's going to get his yards. He's going to do great. But what will Ezekiel Elliott's career mean if Dak Prescott doesn't follow suit? What will, what will Ezekiel Elliott's career mean if Dak Prescott isn't the quarterback of the Cowboys in four years? Because he's not good enough. Well, it depends who the next guy is. What does Le'Veon's Bell, Le'Veon Bell's career look like right now if Ben Roethlisberger isn't a Hall of Famer? There's a lot of moving parts to this, and it doesn't happen overnight. So when I'm watching the Giants' first preseason game of the season, let's remember this, first preseason game, I'll emphasize that a little bit, and people are texting me uh, or texting group chats, oh, Saquon looks legit, you see that first run, the patience is awesome, the vision is awesome, the guy can run people over, the stiff arm, the quick feet, his quads are insane. Like, yes, you are correct. You are not wrong. That is true. That does not specifically mean it is the most optimal decision the Giants could have made in this year's draft. And you know what? The same goes for Sam Darnold. So I gave a little bit of the negative side for the Jets. I mean, for the Giants. I guess I got to do the same thing for the Jets because I told you guys I would try to be objective here today. Sam Darnold looked fine in his first preseason game. He looked like he has something to show. He looks like he's got some skills. The feet look good. He, sh- he shuffled around, threw some good balls on the run. Yeah, you know, he threw a ball that should have been picked off. He made a bad decision or two. But it's his first preseason game, right? That being said, I'm talking about what it may look like in five years if Saquon is, is still good, but Sam Darnold becomes a franchise quarterback. That is a very fair point, right? The flip side of that fair point would be Sam Darnold, if he does not work out, that can leave the Jets in a, a longer rut than the Giants are just when they don't have a quarterback to replace Eli when he retires because at least they have a good running back, right? Maybe that'll attract a, a free agent uh, if if quarterbacks start to move around a little more, which is a possibility, by the way. I think that could happen. But if Sam Darnold doesn't work out as the franchise quarterback of the New York Jets, it, it'll become that moment where you say, okay, maybe the Giants did win this draft in a, in a New York battle. Maybe taking Saquon was the safer pick because you know what you're going to get and he's going to be productive and he's going to attract talent and people are going to want to play with him. And the man seems like the intangibles are there. Like he has the leadership. He wants to be the guy. He wants to be the face of a franchise. I'm not putting any of that down. And that stuff only looks better if, for example, Sam Darnold doesn't seem to work out for the New York Jets as their franchise quarterback. So it really becomes a catch-22. And my main point throughout all of this here is that this debate is going to be going on over the course of their careers. This debate is not to be settled in week one. And in the world that we live in, with Twitter the way it is, that's not kind of how things work in the public eye a lot because people don't care about their takes if they're wrong. They just kind of move on and spit out another hot one. But this is, this is fluid. This is going to be going on for years to come. And if Saquon Barkley has a great five years, a great eight years, let's say eight. Let's use the number eight, right? He has a fantastic eight years. He's get, helping the Giants get in the playoffs. He's having big moments, big games, big touchdowns. 
breaking out big runs, electric playmaker, kind of like Odell Beckham Jr. Next to Odell Beckham Jr. will be even nicer. If by year eight, he starts to fizzle out, he's a little bit older, he's almost 30, or he is 30, I guess, probably by then. Does that overhaul what Sam Darnold can still do after Barkley finishes up? Because the way football works right now, quarterbacks last longer than anybody. I mean, if you think about it, quarterbacks, uh, some offensive linemen and defensive linemen seem to last a while too. Most of these other positions, you look, you think about Darrell Rivas. The dude was one of the best corners in the league like like four years ago. Now he's just retired. He had a couple weird seasons where he wasn't great. Came back to the Jets, looked out of shape, looked, didn't look good. He left the Jets, won the ring, obviously, with the Patriots. That wasn't too long ago. And now now he's retired. Saquon Barkley can have all this great these great moments in a shorter period of time. But does the risk-reward factor weigh in when Sa- uh, Saquon Barkley's career is over and Sam Darnold's still in the midst of his prime at year 10? When, he, when his quarterback brain is as smart as it ever was. So I urge you guys to not overreact to this stuff too much. And I know that's a lot to ask because, uh, you know, sports is all about overreacting right now. That's what it's all about. But in week one, if Sam Darn's not starting and Saquon Barkley's running for 100 yards and two touchdowns, that's not it. It's not over yet. If in week six, Sam Darnold gets his first start, throws two interceptions, uh, one touchdown, and a 50% completion percentage, and Saquon's still running for 100 yards, this debate's not over yet. Yeah, it may start off uh, in one way or another, but it becomes a, a tortoise or the hare conversation. Sam Darnold can be the face of a franchise for 15 years. If Saquon Barkley is still a running back in the NFL in 15 years, that's extremely impressive, and I wouldn't put it past the guy. But he's not in his prime in year 15. In year 15, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers, Eli Manning, they're all proving to us right now that quarterbacks can still do this for a long time. And if you take care of your body the right way, if you have the right work ethic, you're addicted to the film room, you can be as good as you ever were in year 15. So when I think back to this draft in 2018, and I think about the New York Giants and the New York Jets with Saquon Barkley and Sam Darnold, it's a, it's a point. This is a point in time that is going to affect the franchises for, for a decade plus. You need to think back to how you felt before the draft. I always said this. I would never be mad about having a Saquon Barkley on my team. And I don't want to make it a negative about him. Because now he's on my team. He's a New York Giant. I am a Giant fan. I root for them to win on Sundays. I'm not going to knock him. I've always thought he's going to be a great player. I've always thought he has incredible talent. And he proved that in a few runs. Obviously, he's going to have some growing to do. Uh, not as much side to side. A little more north-south. We'll see how that works out for him. But his vision looks incredible. He's strong. He's fast. He can do a lot of things. But I will use this point in time as, as the measuring stick, and it's going to go for a decade plus. And in the year 2028, if Sam Darnold is still the quarterback for the New York Jets, it's I'm hard-pressed to believe that that's not a win for the Jets. 
I'm hard-pressed to believe that that is not a regrettable decision for the New York Giants. And that doesn't even include the likes of Josh Allen and Josh Rosen, who I haven't talked about yet. There was not just Sam Darnold on the board here for the Giants. There was three other quarterbacks who they could have chose from. Now I didn't. Uh, I don't love. Jo- I didn't love Josh Allen as a prospect, and you know what? He proved to look okay. He might have some things to, to do in this league. He may be a quarterback for a long time. It's very possible. I'm not sure. Josh Rosen. I happen to really like Josh Rosen. I think he's going to be fantastic. I think he might be the best quarterback of this class, and I've said that on the pod before. Now his first preseason game wasn't that great. Does that mean his career's over? Absolutely not. And I don't think anybody's saying that. But, you know, I'm sure there's some people out there like, oh, I told you Rosen was this and that. He's not, he's not strong enough. He's, he's, he's a crybaby or he's too privileged or whatever the hell people say about Josh Rosen. Those, those takes are out there, I'm sure. I didn't look for him, so I didn't see him. But it's important to, to note how you felt about this coming into the 2018 draft. It's important to, to think about it because if you are sitting here, like me, saying the Giants should have got a quarterback, you shouldn't forget about that. You shouldn't forget because if it comes to a point where Eli Manning is no longer the quarterback of the Giants, whether it be next year, two years, three years, and we're running out average Joes or just trying to find the, the franchise guy, throwing out third-round picks, fourth-round picks every single year for another quarterback swing, and it doesn't work, what is Saquon Barkley going to mean to the franchise? He'll be a great face. He's going to sell some jerseys. He's going to get some numbers. Is he going to help them win games without a quarterback? Are you going to be looking across town to the New York Jets and saying, damn, wish we had Sam Darnold? Or are you looking to Arizona, why did we let Josh Rosen slip by us? That's crazy. You need to remember how you felt about this. I'm not, I'm not uh, you know, old takes exposed. I'm not freezing cold takes. I'm not that guy. I don't really care. I think it's funny what he does. He retweets all that stuff, and it's, it's a good time to look back at some horrible takes. And maybe I'm going to be that guy. Maybe Saquon will be the cornerstone of a franchise who makes the playoffs year in, year out. Hell, maybe they win another Super Bowl under, under Saquon Barkley's lead. Maybe they do. But depending how you felt before the draft and right after the draft, in those moments... You need to remember, what team were you on? Were you on Team Saquon or Team Quarterback if you're a New York Giants fan? Because I don't want to hear people when Saquon Barkley and Odell Beckham have nobody to give them the ball in three years. I don't want to hear those people complaining, oh, we can't find a quarterback, we're stuck, we're going to be 6-10 and, 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 uh, six and ten or 8-8 eight and eight for the next whatever, 10 years until we find a quarterback. Like I don't want to hear it because you had your chance. You had three guys to choose from. You had Sam Darnold, you had Josh Allen, you had Josh Rosen. Three guys to choose from. So if when Eli's gone and you were on Team Saquon and now you're complaining about a quarterback, don't complain to me. Because there were guys to be had in that spot. If the Giants will be picking in the top five again, in the next couple of years, and Saquon Barkley's healthy, that might be the end of the debate. Because obviously, you know, if uh, Barkley and Odell Beckham are hurt again, you know, it wouldn't be that weird if the Giants went 3-13 and again. <laughs> but if those two guys are healthy, and the Giants are picking the top five of the draft again, something went horribly wrong. Something went bad. 
And what may have went bad is the fact that they have no quarterback, which is truly, truly possible. All right? And last thing on this with the New York Giants, don't take this as a knock at Eli, all right? Just because I don't think the quarterback situation for the New York Giants is locked up for multiple years here. Eli's been great. He has a bunch of great records. He's top 10 in yards, and he's going to be up there in wins. And, you know, his streak was incredible before Ben McAdoo just fricked it up. All right? It's not a knock on Eli. I don't think Eli's all that. I think he's an average quarterback. I think average quarterbacks can win football games if they have a supporting cast. So maybe that was the idea. Give Eli the supporting cast. Let him ride out into the wind for two more years. Maybe they make the playoffs. Maybe they make a little run. Some Eli magic happens again in uh, January and February. And that'll be fantastic. That'll be great. But don't come crying to me if in 2022, in 2025, 2028, where Sam Darnold's the face of a franchise, leading a team to the playoffs with a Tom Brady-less AFC East, and the Giants are watching Dak Prescott and Carson Wentz just win the division year after year after year. It's going to be tough. But 2018, mark it down. Remember what side you were on. Will you be on the right side of history? Were you Team Saquon? Team quarterback. I'll let you have your pick of the litter on which quarterback the Giants shoulda, coulda, woulda grabbed. I don't know. I like Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen. Would've stayed away from Josh Allen. But if you like Josh Allen, sure. Make make him your guy. But watch these three. I don't count Baker because he was off the board. Watch these three guys. Watch Sam. We're obviously going to, as New Yorkers, watch Josh Rosen. Watch Josh Allen. Because if they are quarterbacks in the league in 10 years, there's not a lot of scenarios where I think Saquon Barkley wins that head-to-head debate of who should have been drafted by the New York Giants. That all being said, I'm very happy for you Jets fans out there. You guys have been looking for a quarterback my whole life, and longer than that. (laughs) You guys have been looking for a quarterback for a long, long time. And I'm sitting there in my friend's house, maybe 10 people, probably split 5-5, Jets, Giants, 6-4, something like that. It's pretty close. A lot of Jets fans, a lot of Giants fans, pretty split. And... I find it interesting to see, you know, who felt a certain way about quarterbacks beforehand and now who's coming out now about what quarterbacks look good. Will Saquon be the right pick? I find it interesting. And I don't like when people flop a lot. I don't like when people flop to different sides and, and you know, they were saying, oh, we should draft quarterbacks, draft quarterback, draft quarterback. Oh, Saquon's the, like, Saquon's the, the truth. He's the savior. Like, nope, can't have it both ways. Because when Saquon doesn't have a guy to give him the ball, don't come crying to me. All right? Pretty fair, I think. Well, Sports Blog New York Podcast. My name is Peter Kennedy. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed today's episode. It's a pretty short one. Like I said, I was going to try to keep this one short, and I think I, I think I did that. It's only 35 minutes right now. Um, but what would make this episode really, really great is if you come to me with where you were on this side of history. I think you have a very good grasp for 35 minutes into this podcast here, which side I want to be on. I believe the quarterback is still king. I believe the quarterback is important. And I am very nervous in a couple years from now when Eli is no longer the quarterback of the New York Giants, when you look across the locker rooms at MetLife Stadium and you see a big picture of Sam Darnold versus a big picture of Saquon Barkley, which team 
can lead that to more wins. Now, hey, I can look really dumb if Davis Webb looks good. I can look really dumb if Kyle Oletta turns around and is the next Drew Brees. I can look really dumb. But if you're sitting here with faith in Davis Webb, I'm questioning where that faith comes from. I'm questioning why you feel that way. And I'm questioning who the hell you've watched in preseason game the other day. Because Davis Webb did not look good. Davis Webb doesn't have any experience. He was not a first-round pick for a reason. All right? So if you have this uh, very bizarre faith in Davis Webb to be the, the next quarterback of the New York Giants for years to come, to be the face of a franchise, man, I need some of the Kool-Aid that you're having. All right? Because I do not have that faith. But, hey, maybe uh, maybe a Kirk Cousins comes on the market in a couple of years. And when I say a Kirk Cousins, I just mean a solid quarterback who decides they want to leave teams and have control over their career. Who knows? And maybe the Giants snag him. Maybe the Giants get lucky in one of the next drafts and get a quarterback. Who knows? But where where we at right now, 2018 draft, as my marking point, I am pro-quarterback. I am pro-Sam Darnold here. And that is without a knock to Saquon Barkley, the person, the player, the talent. Because I think he is all of those three things. He's a great person, seemingly. He's a great player, seemingly. And his talent's incredible. Talk to me in five years. Talk to me in ten. It's going to be interesting. And with that, I am very excited that Sundays are about to be a very meaningful day in my life very soon. Oh, my gosh. Football's around the corner. It's going to be super-duper fun. The Sports Blog New York podcast here will be coming at you with uh, with picks. We're going to do weekly picks again, hopefully, this year. We're going to do a lot of different stuff. I'm going to try to get some more interviews up on the podcast, uh, some different people hopefully coming on to talk sports and have a good time and maybe some other things. I don't know. But hit me on Twitter, lastly, at PKennedy2Wise, or with a review on iTunes Apple Podcast app, and just tell me where you landed before the draft, right after the draft. Did the Giants make the right choice? Should they have grabbed a quarterback? Are the Jets set for the future with Sam Darnold? I think they might be. I really think they might be. So let me know what side of history you want to be on. Let me know what side of history you're on right now. And hit me on Twitter at PKennedy2Wise or on iTunes, Apple Podcast app with a review. But last but not least, thank you so much for listening, as always. My name is Peter Kennedy. You have a great week, a great end to summer. I'll be talking to you soon, right here on the Sports Blog New York Podcast.